Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. See, I can't see the monitor, so sometimes I'm like, "What the hell are you waiting why, for? Why? Why are you not turning the thing on?" Uh, just I mean, I could turn around, and I just thing. like looking at you. Yeah, well, get in line. If you're a high school coach, what's better than if you if you luck out and have a D1 athlete come through your school, D1 caliber athlete? Mm-hmm. What's what could be even more good fortune than having twins? We're talking about Helena Cavill. I mean, you got two D1 athletes. Yeah, pretty darn good. I mean, that's yeah. You could do worse having twins going. Getting it done for you. It's two telling the one is one or two nine ESPN radio. I still haven't gotten over the Will Albrick, um, Will Albrick from Billings West, who's coming to play basketball at the Lady Grizz. We asked her about her twin sister, who's going to go uh, to Lehigh, Lehigh the country, that's right. and you said, "Are you going to miss her sister?" She said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Waiting for this moment my whole life. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, I understand that too. You know, it's a good. You know, you want to go see what it's like to walk around with somebody who doesn't look like you. You know, so I understand that. Hey, if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, subscribe. Podcast brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. If you want to call, be part of the show, 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And if you want to listen live, you do it on the website, 1029ESPN.com. You check that out anytime you would like on the Listen Live tab. The stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Before we get into our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner, 
Just a quick update for you again. Major League Baseball postseason begins today exclusively on ESPN Radio. Earlier on, you heard the Houston Astros deliver uh, the first loss of the postseason to the Minnesota Twins. It is their 17th consecutive postseason loss. That's right. That is not a misprint. 17 in a row, the Twins have lost, dating back to 2004 in the postseason. Uh, So they are now down one game to none in a best-of-three series. Also, the White Sox beat the uh, Athletics by the same margin, 4-1. to As they play in the top of the seventh inning, one of Maybe a surprise to some people, not to baseball people. I'm not a baseball person, so it was a surprise to me. But one of the best teams in baseball is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are up one nothing in the top of the seventh uh, over the Toronto Blue Jays as they play. The Blue Jays uh, have one out and a runner on in the top of the seventh as they go there. And the Yankees... Cleveland Indians, top of the first, no outs. The Yankees' first batter is aboard, so that game has just started. We will take you uh, out to Yankee Stadium in New York City after the show and catch the game. that game in progress. We will keep you apprised of the uh, progress uh, of that game as we, as we get to it at the uh, top of the next hour. Before we get to uh, this interview with Ryan Nelson that we recorded earlier today, I was doing a little research before the show about Frenchtown football, because mm-hmm. one of the themes of this interview, as you'll hear, is the unbelievable, unbelievable tradition Frenchtown football yes. had. Mark, not Mark Roscoe, Mark Roscoe, former governor, his brother, Tim Roscoe, was famed coach at Frenchtown, Hall of Fame level coach, coached there for 26 years, led him to the state playoffs year in and year out. They won four state titles, played for two more, dominant program at the Class B level. Tim Roscoe, he played for Putter Petrino at Carroll College. Mm-hmm. They ran the Veer option that Putter Petrino made so famous better than anybody. But in reading an article about when Mark, when T- I keep calling him Mark, when Tim Roscoe retired, the article in the Missoulian in May of 2005 was written by Kim Brigman. And I got to give a, a huge mm. both shout out and thank you to two guys. There has been overturned throughout the newspaper industry and it's been a constant and heartbreaking story. But I know that two guys that are moving on from the Missoulian you can find out the reasons why, whatever. But Bob Meserol, who's the sports editor at the Missoulian for yep, forever, thirty ever. years, yep. and he a guy who gave me my first gig. I mean, you know, I worked at the Montana Cayman as a student, but then I went to Bob's office one day. I said, "Bob, I'm just a student journalist. I'd love to cover high school football." He said, "We'll start you on Loyola. Mm-hmm. Be there Friday." And here we are. You know, yeah. fifteen years later, he gave me a chance. Super cool guy. Say thanks to Bob. He's an awesome mentor. I love catching up with him every time I see him. I get to watch Grizz Hoops specifically with him because he's seen more Grizz Hoops than anybody. (laughs) But Kim Brigman was also a huge mentor of mine. When I first was getting into journalism in high school, I called Kim up out of the blue. And I said, I know you never met me. I'm just a 16-year-old kid, but I read your stories in the Missoulian every day, and I want to be like you. I think you're the best writer in the state of Montana, and I've thought that about Kim since I was a kid, and I still think that about him today. Uh, but Kimmer reti- retired earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his career at the Missoulian stretched five different decades. He did sports. He did features. He did he did it all. And I think that he is an absolute great example of what local journalism can mean to a community, especially an engaged community like Missoula. And uh, so best wishes to both those guys because they both had huge influences on my career. But if you get a chance, go read the last article Kim Brigman wrote in the Missoulian. I'll put it on 1029 ESPN on Twitter right now. But uh, it's so quintessentially Kim Brigman, and I don't think he could sign off mm. in any more of an apt fashion, any more humbly 
and fittingly. And so congratulations to those guys. They both, what they did meant a lot to the state of Montana. And so I hope everybody, if they see them, shakes their hands. Because the archiving of history, it's so important in communities like ours. And I don't think anybody did it better than Bob Mesrell and Kim Brigman. Very well said, Coulter. Thank you for uh, for pointing that out and highlighting those two in particular. Very well done. Uh, it is time now for our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner brought to us. Are you ready? By Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. Ryan Nelson, the subject of our uh, Coach's Corner this week. He is the head coach of the Frenchtown football team. I believe in his fifth season uh, as the head coach of the Bronx. And uh, they're having a, a very good season. They're 3-2. and two, uh, But as we talked about off the top, their two losses are to two of the top five teams. And in Hamilton, the best team in Class A right now. Uh, in overtime, they lost to Dillon. They lost by two touchdowns, but it was a late turnover in fact uh, in fact a scoop and score that turned a one score game into a two score game down the stretch against Hamilton last Friday they've blown out their opponents in three wins that they've had and now they're playing the northwest a portion of their schedule starting this Friday homecoming for Frenchtown uh, on Friday against Polson so uh, had a very solid year and especially with the transfer of Jace Klusiewicz in the offseason I think a lot of people were like well you know I guess that's that for Frenchtown well not so fast this team has uh, shown they've still got a lot of talent and are are right there in the upper echelon of the division right now so please enjoy our conversation Welcome in to our Coach's Corner, brought to us by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And we are happy now to be joined by the head coach of the Frenchtown Bronx, the Bronx 3-2, and two, uh, coming off uh, a, a good game but a tough loss to Hamilton, uh, who is a very, very good team this season. But Frenchtown showing themselves worthy in their own right as well. Ryan Nelson with us. Coach Nelson, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. And let's start with... With that game on Friday, you know, Hamilton is sort of the barometer right now, right? At 4-0, and and we, we see what they've done throughout the course of this season. And you guys played a really good game. In fact, it was a, it was a one-score game until a, a, a late turnover. What did you think about your team in that game against Hamilton and how you stack up? You know, it was it was the type of game where we're a couple of plays away from winning it, you know, and, and I was proud of the way, you know, we came out and how we started for sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's all about how you finish. And unfortunately we just came up short, but, uh, a lot that we can take away, you know, about ourselves from that game. Um, you know, we knew exactly what we were getting into, uh, you know, last Friday night and, and I thought we game planned well and, 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 and put the kids in the best position to, to win the game. Um, but you know, like I said, it, it comes down to a couple of plays that uh, we just didn't make. And, and, uh, that's what cost us. When it comes to that game plan, Hamilton had scored, I think, 173 points leading up to Friday in just the yep. three games. I mean, you're talking 53, 63. They're lighting it up, and you guys hold them just to three scores and only two of them offensively. I mean, one of them was a defensive score. So game plan-wise, what did you guys do to slow down the Hamilton offense? Well, you know, they're, they're big and they're physical, um, you know, and I, I truly think that, that – compared to years past, you know, that that's their game plan this year is to just line up and try to run the ball down your throat. And, and, um, you know, defensively we've been, we've been playing pretty well all season. Um, you know, but we, we knew it was going to be a tall task to try to slow them down, you know, especially with a kid like Tyson Ostad, you know, at quarterback. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we, we kind of challenged the defense, uh, to be more physical, you know, and to win at the line of scrimmage. And we, we thought that's where the game was going to be, B1 was at the line of scrimmage and, 
And, um, you know, and, and so I thought our defense uh, just, just really stepped up and, and did play physical against them, you know, and, and um, you know, it was, it was, it was a, a very physical game just overall. You know, I think everybody was pretty sore Saturday morning, you know, if you were to ask me. But, uh, but yeah, they just they stepped up to the challenge. I mean, we knew what they were going to throw at us, and, and they were going to try to run the ball and, and, and be physical and reestablish that line of scrimmage. And I thought our guys did a good job of stepping up and then uh, just matching that physicality and, and uh, you know, just playing it as, as well as we did. Well, you go through uh, already the Southwestern Ace slate, and now you got Polson this week. Polson with Jarrett Wilson, obviously. He's been putting up big numbers throughout this season, even though they had a pretty tough loss to Libby uh, here on Friday. What do you expect out of the Pirates and two teams that are 3-2 and two maybe start to get a point of separation? This becomes a big game, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and we're going from one end of the spectrum to the other, you know, where we're facing a team that's that's big and physical and they're going to run the ball at you to uh you know now you're gonna they're gonna sling the rock through the air you know early and often and uh you know like you said i mean he's he's phenomenal and, and he's putting up some big numbers and um you know and, and he's a dual threat as well so that that you know adds something into it you know as far as as uh, containing him and, and slowing down that offense you know so you know i think for us it's, it's going to be keeping the ball out of his hands and and you know, time of possession, you know, because they, they've obviously got the ability to be a big play team. Um, so the, the 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 fewer that we can keep the ball and get the ball out of their hands, I think the better off that we're going to be. Frenchtown coach Ryan Nelson joining us. It's our Coach's Corner presented by Opportunity Bank. And, Coach, I want to ask you about that broadly, being the head coach at Frenchtown, because Frenchtown has – Unbelievable tradition. One of the some of the great tradition in all of Montana high school football. Uh, Tim Roscoe, Hall of Fame head coach, who led Frenchtown to win after win after win after win. I remember when I was growing up in Missoula, it seemed like Frenchtown never lost. And I know that uh, you taking over that program has been an interesting transition with Frenchtown going down to B, going back up to A. But now here you are, and you've been competitive these last couple years. What has it taken to sort of rebuild what was always such a great program? And what sort of pride do you take in being the head coach at Frenchtown? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think one of the, the, the cool things about being – out here in Frenchtown, you know, you go up into our weight room and, and we've got a tradition here called the tail of the tape. And, and after every win that, that we have, we, we string a, a piece of athletic tape and, and, and write the score on that, on that piece of tape. And at the end of the season, then it's, it's laminated and hung up in the weight room. And if you go up there right now, I believe that it goes clear back to 1977. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pieces of tape up there through some of those years, you know, with, with all the success, like you said, that, that Frenchtown football has seen, you know, and when I was first hired out here and, and a, an assistant coach, you know, that was, we were kind of down at that point and, and uh, didn't have the numbers that you would typically see with a, a class A football program. And, um, you know, I was pretty fortunate the year that I took over as the head coach that we, we had a senior class that had, had uh, been through the, the rough parts um, you know, of those few years where we didn't see a lot of success. And, and I think, you know, they really took it upon themselves, you know, and pretty much looked at me and said, coach, you know, you can, you can put us through whatever, you know, we just want to, we just want to win some games. And so they, they really bought in. And, and I think it was, uh, you know, as a staff, we, we really tried to change the culture. Um, you know, you, you listen to, 
college coaches, professional coaches, you know, and they, they talk about culture often and how that really trumps, you know, the X's and O's and the scheming part of it. And, and so we really saw some buy-in from that group, um, you know, and then they, they kind of set the tone from, from there on out, you know, and, and uh, so I, I think really that's where, you know, we, we, we turned the corner from those few years that we didn't see a lot of success and, um, you know, and, and uh, it, it is a very, like, like you said, you know, tradition rich community when it comes to football. I mean, they, they, they love their football here in, in Frenchtown, which is, is fun for me. You know, you love to see that excitement and the support uh, with the football program, but you know, I, you know, naturally I think there's a little bit of pressure to have some success at, at the same time, but um, you know, I, that's, I think that's just the nature of the beast that comes with, with being a, the head coach and, and, and obviously the, uh, the want to, to win football games. Yeah, of course, in this offseason, Jace Klusowicz chose to transfer over to Sentinel, wanted to play at the AA level, so that's what it is. But I think a lot of people on the outside maybe look at that and go, well, what's Frenchtown going to have now? We would, you know, with this kid, you know, who's who's been a very good football player and not going to play his senior year there. But you know, you've got some really good players, uh, some great athletes, some length, especially on the outside on this football team. But what did it take for you going into this season to say, you know, to tell these kids, look, we're not going to be defined by one guy being here or not being here. We got a good team, and we're going to go play and, and be competitive, and not just be competitive, but make a run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and my message, you know, was you look at opportunity, and, and you know, it's we've got some guys, that, you know, in the room that here's your opportunity to to make a difference, you know, and um, there certainly was kind of this doom and gloom outlook, you know, with with Jay's transferring transferring, but. Uh, you know, I knew that we had plenty of athletes and plenty of guys that could step up and, and kind of take on a larger role, I guess if you would say. Um, and, and I think, like I said, they, they saw that, hey, this is opportunity. So it was kind of a, a conversation of, you know, you just got to make the best of it. And, and um, there was no doubt in my mind that we had a good group coming back, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, it, it, I wasn't, overly concerned, you know, I mean, I, I was still confident with the group that we were going to have and that, that we could be competitive and, and, and go win some games. Tracking the stats and, and looking through you guys' box scores, right now, at least according to Max Preps, Duncan Richardson, your big senior defensive tackle, and Tell Arthur, both those guys are top five in the state right now, all class, in total tackles. And I know you guys have been winning with defense first. So how important have those two, those two guys been to your defensive performances so far this year? Yeah, they, it's been huge. Um, having, you know, a couple all-state guys, you know, coming back and having them for their senior year this season. I and mean, we knew that they were going to have a big role defensively. Um, you know, and in fact, we even – changed our defensive scheme up a little bit, uh, you know, to where we were going to put them in position to, to make plays and, and they've certainly done it thus far, you know, and you look at a kid like Duncan, I mean, we can, we can play him at nose, we can move him out to end and, and he's going to, you know, have success and do his job at either position, you know, based on where we feel like he's going to be the most successful depending on the opponent, um, you know, and then have a, a linebacker like Tell, I mean, he's, He's certainly one of the best that I've coached, if not the best at linebacker, and I've had some pretty good ones in, you know, the 11 years that I've been coaching. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, those, those, both of those guys are going to be playing Saturday afternoons, you know, next year, no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, so, so as, as a defensive coordinator, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't be uh, any more lucky to have two of those guys on your team. 
Strange season, I know. It's a strange, everything's strange at this this moment in time, but you guys seem like you're navigating it pretty darn well, not just you, everybody across the state navigating it pretty darn well, but here we are, and conference play, at least for the regular season, is essentially over. Now you got to play some of the teams from up north, and you mentioned Polson, but just in general, the fact that you've already cleared all the Southwestern A teams, and now it's on to sort of a, a new set of teams, what's that like considering you're only five games into the year? You know, it's it's it makes it interesting for sure. You know, and, if, and then if you look at the North this year, um, you know, week to week, it's it's been interesting. You know, yeah, it kind of seems like you know you've got a team that's separating themselves up there, and, and you know, and then they get tipped over one week. You know, and so it's been kind of this uh, this juggling act. You know, as far as the the North goes, as, as to who's going to separate themselves and kind of you know stick out as that top dog up there. You know, and and. Um, you know, but for us then looking at it, you know, it's, it obviously tells you that there, there is some pretty competitive teams and, and, uh, you know, especially with the, the change in, in the playoff scenarios, you know, this year, I mean, it's, it, it just makes it even more critical that, uh, you know, you go up North and you, you've got to beat every single one of those teams or else, you know, kind of like what happened to us last year, you know, we get beat by Libby and, and it completely changed out, you know, changed the, uh, the playoff scenario for us. And so, um, you know, it makes it fun, you know, as a coach and as, as a coaching staff, you know, it's, it uh, puts a little pressure on you to know that uh, we can't have any kind of slip up, you know, playing those teams in the north. Ryan Nelson, the head coach of the Frenchtown Bronx, joining us on the Coach's Corner. Last question for you, Coach. we get you out of here on this. I know that you mentioned the matchup with Polson, but this Wilson kid, he's putting up <laughs> an unbelievable amount of yards. I mean, I feel like I want to put him on our – Treasure State Stars list every single week because he's throwing for so many yards. And I, I know that uh, it's definitely an evolution in, in Polson's offense. But when you have a guy, when you know what you're going to expect, but it's still so hard to stop, how do you get your guys locked in mentally to prepare to face, you know, 50-plus pass plays in a game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, for us, you know, what we've seen from him on film and, and, and what they do, um, the fact that he's, he's a dual threat type kid. I mean, that, that's, I think where you see a lot of his success. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's the type of kid that, you know, if he doesn't see something he likes right away, he likes to get out of the pocket. He likes to use his feet. Um, and, and he buys time essentially, you know, and, and so it, it's tough to cover receivers for, you know, six, to seven seconds. And so that's going to be our main focus is, is to try to contain him and keep him in the pocket and, and make him make some decisions and, and, and get the ball out. You know, we don't want to allow him to use his feet and, and give his receivers the opportunity to, to, to get open, you know, and um, it, it's going to be a tall task, you know, because we've on film, you see it time and time again, uh, you know, so, you know, we're, uh, it's kind of fun for me to, to try and scheme and game plan against a kid like him, you know, it's, uh, he's, he's certainly good at what he does. Um, but I, I definitely have the confidence in our guys and the athletes that we've got on the defensive side of the ball that uh, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna get after him early and often and, and uh, hopefully hopefully make him you know make some poor choices that are gonna benefit us. Ryan Nelson, head coach of the Frenchtown Bronx, Frenchtown hosting Polson, their homecoming this Friday. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. A little Frenchtown football action. We appreciate Coach Nelson being on with us again. The Opportunity Bank Coach's Corner. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Take a quick break on the other side. Baseball update and 
The NBA Finals begin tomorrow, also here on ESPN Radio. All of it happening here on the airwaves. The Lakers are favored. Should they be? Next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. As they play in the bottom of the seventh inning, the Tampa Bay Rays are ahead of Toronto 1-0. One out and one on for the Rays uh, in the bottom of the seventh. And in the Big Apple, the Yankees have a 2-0 lead over the Cleveland Indians as they play in the top of the second inning. Two outs there, one on for uh, the Yankees at the top of that. Again, they're up 2-0. We will send you out to Yankee Stadium as soon as we're done here for uh, most of that baseball game. We'll join it there in progress. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT, your relevant Twitter handles here. You got me hooked on Butte right now. Looking at the University of Montana media guide and the all-time letterman, I love media guides in their concrete form. Yes, you do. I don't like the digitized version by and large for a lot of reasons, mostly nostalgic. But the one part about digitized media guides is you can do the find feature. Search, yeah. Guess how many lettermen there have been at the University of Montana from Butte, America? Mm. Two hundred eighty-three thousand, <laughs> ninety-seven. Which I bet you you'd <laughs> be hard good. pressed to find a town that has more than that. I just you probably just saw me raise my eyebrows if you're watching on TV. I did not know this. I did not know that Sam Jankovic, famed um, athletic director at Washington State and then Miami, mm-hmm. who helped architect the U mm-hmm. at Miami, hired Dennis Erickson. Passed recently. Passed recently. Played a year of football at the University of Montana. Is that 19, right? 1957. I did not know that. How about that? Uh, all right, Coulter. Well, out of baseball and out of Butte and into the bubble in Orlando and the NBA Finals, which begin tomorrow, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, after, was it five or six games it took them to beat Denver? Five games. Five games to beat Same the record. Lakers. Both teams have the same record right now in the playoffs. 12-3, and three, both the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. The uh, Miami Heat are a four-and-a-half-point underdog to the Lakers in game one of the finals. Uh, I think this has... uh, Should the Lakers be favored in this game? Yes. There's a couple reasons, though, that they are favored in this game that don't have anything to do with basketball. Well, one thing certainly does have to do with basketball, but the two biggest names in terms of star power and perceived talent and probably actual talent that are playing in this series are both on the L.A. Lakers. We We need to say no more. Also... Vegas is trying to make money because that's what it's there to do. And in order to get betting on both sides, you're just going to have to favor the Lakers uh, in order to get people to go with the Miami Heat because, you know, the Lakers are 
are the darling, are the sweetheart, and they're all that. That said, Coulter, the Miami Heat have won over a whole lot of people. No question. I find myself, um, however, in sort of a state that I have been in with the Miami Heat throughout these playoffs, which is, wow, this is an unbelievably good team. Wow, this is an unbelievably gritty team. Wow, I love the way that they play. Everything about this team I think is great. But they can't possibly do it in this spot. But they can't possibly do it in this spot. Well, they can't possibly win this series in five. Well, they can't possibly just beat this team again. And they have proven me wrong at every single turn. And I think that largely a lot of the what I would call cursory basketball fans in America who are kind of tuning into the postseason when it comes to the NBA, that's where I consider myself. I am not a hardcore deep into it NBA fan. I watch a fair amount of NBA basketball, and I certainly pay very close attention, both professionally and personally, in the postseason. But I have been won over as a fan completely by this Heat team, but I have not been won over in terms of my confidence or expectation that they can actually do it, even though they have proved to me at every step emphatically that they can do it. You have been on the Los Angeles Lakers from the second LeBron James pulled the jersey on, and for good reason, and especially when they got Anthony Davis, who you have loved for years and years as well. They have done nothing to lose any of that support. They have, by and large, rolled through this postseason, and they find themselves in the NBA Finals and are favored to win it, and you and I have both picked the Lakers to win it. And yet, now that we know what the matchup is and we see what the Heat have been, if you would have said at the beginning that it's Lakers Heat, I would have said, well, four games and we'll put that, we'll fit that ring, you know? But now seeing what the Heat did and who they played and how they played to get to where they are, I uh, this, this feels like such an intriguing series to me. And... I'll never bet against heart and grit even when it is in the face of what is overwhelming talent in the form of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Because of the break, pre-bubble, post-bubble, it's easy to try to let what happened before the bubble infiltrate your opinion of a team. The Heat were a very mediocre team before the bubble. Then after the break, we've seen... What we're seeing with the Heat, we've literally never seen before, and I don't know if it would have happened without the situation at large that planet Earth has been going through. Entering the bubble, the Heat had a fringe all-star who's a maligned personality in Jimmy Butler, a washed-up former all-star, and that's it. In in, In Dragic. Dragic, After the break, we've seen a revitalized Jimmy Butler, a return to borderline all NBA form by Goran Dragic. I mean, he's been one of the best players in the bubble. He's been great. Them being able to add him to the starting lineup. I mean, he was coming off the bench originally. Them being able to add him to the starting lineup. Now you have two all-star caliber guys, both of whom have played in the playoffs before. But then you see the two dudes who you projected as having tremendous potential Blossom at a more rapid rate than I think we've seen any two uh, any pair of sub twenty two year olds in league history. I mean, it's incomprehensible how much better they seem to have gotten in the span of time that they seem to have gotten there. In in ten months, they went from 
oh, that's pretty sweet. You can get 15 minutes out of a 20-year-old in the NBA. That's impressive. To Tyler Hero being one of the best freaking players on the court. Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't just like caught lightning in a bottle. He straight destroyed the Boston Celtics the other night. He had 37 points like it was nothing. He's doing everything. He's getting to the rim. He's moving on and off the ball. And Bam Adebayo had, without question, the moment of this postseason period. The block to seal up game one against the Celtics was enormous. His stat line to seal the series, though, I mean, who's the last dude we had in the NBA that can go 32-16-6? LeBron. <laughs> but I'm, no, I'm talking with blocks, though. Bam Adebayo yeah. is 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 something. He's a throwback, man. He he. Remi- my brother and I were talking about this because I said, man, he's like everything I wanted Dwight Howard to be. Mm. But he's not as big as Dwight Howard. He's 6'9". <laughs> Wait, I mean, who is as big as Dwight Howard? Right. But Bam, Bam's still 6'9", 265. I was trying to think of what his comp is. And he's got a little Alonzo Mourning in him, I think, mm. but he's not quite as big as Alonzo no, Mourning. He's got a little Charles Barkley in him, but he's a lot bigger than Charles Barkley. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's quite as good as those guys either, though, but it's in terms of his combination of high motor, rebounding ability, rim protection, but also soft hands, we really don't... All the guys that you could compare him to in his ability to protect the rim were ferocious, but they didn't have his the deft touch that Bam has. And that I think that's what sets him apart. He's got so much potential. So I, I understand why it's almost human nature to not believe in the Heat because it just seems as if they're not ready. But I think that you talk about the young team in the bubble blossoming before your eyes. That's what you have with the Heat. Coming into the bubble, again, they had one fringe all-star player. They got four now. On paper, they don't have LeBron James. But on paper, they're the better team after the top two on the Lakers, that's going to be the best part of this series. Though. But hasn't every team that the Lakers have played had the better team other than the first, other than the top two guys? I mean, yes. we we have said that uh, the very Alex first Caruso should not be playing in playoff games. It's a great story, but it's just it, it, if he he's played pretty well, he can he can hang. But that's not what you need in playoff games, man. Like in the NBA Finals, and it's a testament to LeBron. It's absolutely a testament to LeBron James for being able to drag this team. Not even drag. You can't say drag because when you really break it down in terms of individual gifts, the Lakers have the two best players in the NBA, and they happen to be able to complement each other. That's the first time LeBron's ever had that, someone that truly complements his talents. All that said, though, I I think that the national narrative, and when you look at the Vegas odds, has the Lakers just walking away with this thing. And I just don't necessarily think that's true. I think the Lakers play hard enough on defense. They're well enough coached. They have the personnel and the depth to really give the Lakers problems. I still think the Lakers are going to win the championship, but I don't think this is going to just be some breezy five-game series like it was this last in the Western Conference Finals for the Lakers. In the uh, media day yesterday heading into the finals, Jimmy Butler was asked how he views his team, his Heat team. He said, quote, we're a really good team. That's it. A really good team. Not going to say that we're better than anybody else, but I just don't think that we're underdogs. I don't. So so what? That nobody picked us to be here. That's okay. Pretty sure nobody is picking us to win either. That's okay. But we understand that. We embrace that because at the end of the day, we truly don't care. We're just going to go out here and compete, play together like we always have, and I'm going to see where we end up. But at the end of the day, we're going to do this our way, the Miami Heat way, and that way has worked for us all year long. Uh that just seems like right in the heart of it. You know what I mean? Like this is the, they are, um, they have exemplified t- 
team grit. Like a lot of times you have individual players who are sort of the 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 emotional and toughness engine. Like Marcus Smart. Now I would say the Celtics are are are, are a fairly tough team in in certain respects. But Absolutely. it's it but but like Marcus Smart and and Kemba Walker are two guys who you're like those guys are going to go to battle every single night. Jason Tatum is a tremendous talent and he is a he he's tough in his own right but he isn't the grinding toughness at sure. least uh, ostensibly that the other players are this entire heat team is just they they just go to war in the best possible sense every single possession and it's it's unbelievable and you know it's something that professional sports and especially basketball has been criticized as not having no question. And then this team just comes together and exemplifies it, and I think it's it's remarkable. It's wonderful to see. And I will tell you this, one guy who I don't think has it and still don't think has it is Anthony Davis. And he is going to have his feet held straight into the fire for every game of this series until he proves he does have it. Now, he's got all the talent in the world, but is he going to be able to go out back at you mentally emotionally because the, the the Miami Heat will force him to prove it especially if they smell blood in the water and I think they should because in my opinion I haven't seen it two rebounds no we're not doing that it's a great this was so great about the NBA is the individual narratives that exist within the broad narrative as well this is a gigantic chance for Bam out of bio to prove himself as one of the elite big men in the league I mm-hmm. think he's already shown that but mm-hmm. if he can go toe-to-toe with a first-team All-NBA guy like Anthony Davis. It's going to be huge for his career moving forward. It's huge Mm -hmm. for the Heat franchise. But also, if you're 27-year-old Anthony Davis in the NBA Finals for the first time in your career, you cannot let the 21-year-old punk you. You cannot do it. You have to bring your absolute A-game. Talk about the redemption story for Jimmy Butler, though, because the way that Jimmy Butler got done in Philly was bogus, man. And now everybody just goes, well, you know what was the problem? Philly. Not Jimmy Butler, exactly. Yeah. They are like, this guy's got crazy hair and he's emotional, and no, uh, it's Jimmy Butler's fault. Get out of here. Jimmy Butler was the most stable out of all those guys. Yeah, yeah. And now you're seeing it, too. I just, I, I'm obsessed with stories like Jimmy Butler. I mean, th- th- you couldn't have a better story. The dude was homeless. There's a reason he had to go to a junior college. He didn't have anywhere to live when he was in high school. So, of course, he didn't make grades. He was homeless. So, to be able to go, go to a junior college, bet on yourself, and then get a chance at a private school in Milwaukee and Marquette, be, he's a second-round draft pick, right? I mean, the guy's been overcoming massive levels of adversity his entire life. And to be an All-NBA player and lead a team to the finals, they're just such a great story. The Pat Riley, what, what Pat Riley has been since he's been in Miami it got interrupted in the middle of it because they had a chance to land LeBron James. So they redefined everything that the franchise was about and everything Pat Riley has been about post-Showtime Lakers. There's multiple iterations of Pat Riley, right? But the the Showtime Lakers are completely different than what he was with the Knicks and the Heat in the 90s and the 2000s. This team, though, I know Eric Spolster is a great coach, and he's proved so much to me over the last couple months in terms of his acumen, and it wasn't just about LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. He's a hell of a coach. But this team by and large, looks like Pat Riley to me more than any team that the Heat have had in probably 15 years. That in itself, I think, goes a long ways because it's old-school NBA. So we got old-school NBA versus new-school NBA, basically, in this finals because you got the 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 Lakers aren't quite a super team because they're missing that third guy. 
but you got two super, guys with superhuman powers in LeBron and Anthony Davis. So it's basically new age NBA versus old school NBA. I think it's going to be a way better series than people are giving it credit for. It's 2 telling and one It's ESPN Radio. Okay, you say it's going to be a way better series, but what's it going to be? I think this is going to be a seven-game series. And who's going to win the, the Lakers seventh are, The Lakers are going to win the seventh game. It's 2 telling and one ESPN Radio. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Get you set for baseball postseason. Send you out to New York for uh, the Yankees-Cleveland Indians game one. We'll do that right after this. Boys and girls, have you tried live yet? Well, you should. It's from Trail West Bank. Think of it as an ATM with a personal touch, a friendly team member on video who helps you bank your way. You can go ahead and cash checks, make deposits, withdrawals, loan payments, transfer funds, and more. You got to go live from Trail West Bank. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back to Till Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. All the things and all the places right here for you. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, listen to Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Also, Go subscribe to Grizz Greats. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. It is out now. Blaine McElmurray, is, uh, his episode is up and available along with about five others. So you can go listen to those, subscribe to those, and uh, and uh, go track those down wherever you get your podcasts. They're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. There's even a website for you, grizzgreats.com. You can go check it out. Uh, boys and girls, uh, as we wind it down here on a Tuesday, quick update for you. Middle of the eighth inning, uh, Tampa Bay scored a couple runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Toronto scored their first run as well in the top of the uh, eighth, in the bottom of the seventh, excuse me, for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had 3-1 going into their half of the uh, eighth inning over Toronto. And also in the Bronx, New York, still a 2-0 lead over the Cleveland Indians. They are in the top of the third right now. Two outs, one on for the Yankees. So we'll send you out there, probably get you out there for the bottom of the third inning. So very early in that baseball game. The first is the AL plays their first slate of wild card games today, four games today out of the American League. Tomorrow's the first time in baseball history that there's eight playoff games in one day, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there haven't even been, there's never been a postseason that's had eight Playoff series. Games. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, it's not, it, so this is this is total chaos. This is this is baseball's version of the big dance, right? Like of the first weekend of March Madness right here of what's going on. And, uh, and it's going to be great. So they get the first slate today. They're going to have all of them tomorrow. Presumably, a couple of AL teams will win tomorrow that won today, and those series will come to an end. But a third and final game will then be played on Thursday for the series that do go the distance, which will be the second day 
of National League games, but they've staggered them by one day, but then the series are all played one, two, three. There's no off days. There's no travel. They're just playing, playing them all in a row. So uh, you better be ready to go. Can't wait. We will have Cubs Marlins for you tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow about my stat of the weekend. Okay. It's Man. about your boy, the Pirate, but more aptly, it's about why passing yards are garbage. Can't wait, man. It's a real cliffhanger. You really got me <laughs> sink my teeth into that one. You going to watch the debate tonight? Um, I don't know. Watch a little baseball. <laughs> Priorities, baby. You know, I mean, I already know what you're going to do, so I don't know. There's a whole lot of reason to spend a ton of time with it, but, you know, interesting to see. It's a good thing. Check out, see what everybody's got to say, and then watch the Yankees tribe. Here you go, boys and girls. Enjoy postseason baseball. It's ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.